Welcome to Answer the Call Missionary with Marcy Fenn, equipping, coaching, and restoring missionaries to answer God's call. Since the last podcast was on loneliness, I wanted to follow up with a podcast on Surrounded by Support. The concepts are from a book called Tender Care, written by Reagan Wilson and David Krombach, that explained providing pastoral care for God's global servants and an article by Neri Ohanian on building friendships and strong supports. We were created to have our relationship with God, Father, Son, and Spirit, but God also created us to have relationships with one another. When we leave our home country, we are leaving our support system. We may take for granted the people we know and see on a regular basis. In our home country, we know who can help and who to call. When we decide to embark on ministry or go on the mission field, we need to create both a support system in our home country, this will be our distant list, and a support system in the host country, this will be our local list. If we have created a support system from our home country, maybe it only consists of a board for our ministry, a sending organization, our pastor, and prayer and financial supporters. And there are varying levels of actual support from each. Sometimes we are out of sight, out of mind, or hands off. Some boards only meet for an annual meeting. Some sending organizations only handle donation processing. Some pastors do not reach out. Some deep heart issues cannot be shared with our prayer or financial supporters. Sometimes, if a missionary shares their struggle, supporters want to pull them off the field because they do not know what to do and cannot see any other way to help. So what is a support system? A support system is a network of people that can provide us with practical or emotional support. I'll add spiritual support as well. Sometimes the system we create may provide some practical support, but does not necessarily provide emotional or spiritual support. A great analogy for a missionary to their support system is that of a diver and a tender. A commercial diver works below the surface of water using surface-supplied air or scuba equipment to inspect, repair, remove, or install equipment structures. A military diver conducts reconnaissance, demolition, and salvage underwater. A tender has the same training as the diver. Scuba certification, fitness, CPR and first aid, safety, operations plan, signal and emergency response training, gear setup and maintenance, radio communication and procedures, time calculations, tools and safety procedures, as well as a number of completed dives. However, the tender tends to the need of the diver. The tender provides essential services to the diver. The tender helps the diver suit up, check and fasten equipment, monitor and guide the work through communication, and complete a checkup once the diver resurfaces. Communication between diver and tender consists of a different number of poles on the line. The number of poles can signify going down or coming up, more or less air, sending something that is needed, and emergencies such as being hauled up to the surface. A missionary is a diver. Being underwater is a good way to explain moving and living or ministering overseas. A missionary support system is a tender.
Every Christian is called and discipled to fulfill the Great Commission. We all have received the same training. However, when one is called to go underwater or overseas, we need people to help and support us, our tenders. Divers and tenders have a clear communication system, whereas missionaries and support systems may not know what or how to communicate. Different pastors, churches, and organizations support better than others. But as the diver, missionaries also have to take some of the responsibility for a support system or lack thereof. Have we communicated when we're going or coming, when we need air or help, or when we have an emergency, physical, emotional, spiritually, financially? People are not going to know what we need unless we communicate. What do you need? What does support, practical, emotional, spiritual, look like to you? Who is on your list, in your home country, distant list, and host country, local list? For a free connections chart to write out your list, email me at answerthecallmissionary at gmail.com. Put in the subject line, Missionary Podcast 47, or connections chart. We'll start with home country connections, our distant support list. These connections share past experiences and the same home culture. These connections are going to be able to supply physical, emotional, and spiritual support from relatively the same perspective culturally. What support systems are available to you from your home country? List your supporters, prayer and financial, sending organization, home church, pastor, ministries, small groups, family, one to three same gender peer friends, friends with history, and mentors, spiritual and professional. What support systems are available to you from your home country? Then list host country connections, our local support list. These connections may or may not share our home culture, but they are physically present. They can also provide physical, emotional, and spiritual support, but it may look different. What support systems are available to you on the mission field? List your teammates, colleagues, church fellowship, small group, same-gender prayer accountability partner, other ministry workers not on your team, non-work friends for socializing, local friends, missionary community, groups, retreats, and mentors, spiritual and professional. In building friendships and strong supports, Neri O'Hannon suggests evaluation, reflection, organization, and implementation. You can email me for a PDF or Google it. Evaluation and organization involves assessing our current list of acquaintances and friends. So once we list people on the connections charts, we need to circle the people who meet relational support criteria. Who is committed to us? Who can we trust? Who can affirm, advise, and give us constructive criticism? Who would be accessible or available to us? from a distance or locally. Reflection involves considering the makeup of the connections themselves. Do our connections include marrieds and singles, peers, seniors, and children, males and females? Do our connections include people you have known for different lengths of time? Do our connections include people with history that know us, people who we connect with on a spiritual level, and someone who could serve in a mentor capacity, maybe is in the next stage of life? Reflection involves how we connect or communicate with each person. 
What works best? Mail, email, phone, text, Facebook, Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp, Voxer, or in person. Reflection also involves analyzing the before and after of going on the mission field. What did our connections look like when we became a missionary? How have the connections changed over time? Are the changes contingent upon us or the other person? What do we miss? Do we want to reconnect? If so, what are some ways we can reconnect? What is missing in our connections? I printed out the connections chart and started to evaluate, organize, and reflect based on when I was on the mission field. For change and transition, I had reflected on the differences in roles, relationships, and responsibilities as they related to moving on the field. However, this time, as I reflected on how relationships with my support system had changed over time, I realized how much the church split back home while we were on the mission field affected my connections. We lost support, prayer, and financial, a home church with pastor. We lost same-gender peer friends, friends with history, and ascending organization. We went underwater, so to speak, on the mission field, and our air supply was cut. Beforehand, the equipping, communicating, and checking in on us was minimal, but it still existed. There were people we could reach out to. After the split, no one was checking our scuba gear, communicating with us, or checking in on us. We had our family who, listening to our stories of being asked to leave the first ministry and then about the church split, probably struggled with not begging us to come off the mission field. We had some connections back home to a missions pastor at another church. He was the one who helped answer questions before we went to the field. And another pastor that ministers to ministers. We had a connection on the field, our missionary friend who connected us to Honduras, but we weren't physically close. It took longer and was harder to travel around back then. We eventually found out who we could and could not communicate with back home and had a new pastor in a new home church. They connected us to an ordaining organization and later we switched donation processing to a different organization but we were not physically present to cultivate the new connections. They were updated about us through newsletters and emails, but we did not hear from many people. We even attended conferences with the new ordaining organization, but because we only traveled back every other year, those connections were hard to make and maintain as well. Now I can see why in working with missionaries, I was so adamant on encouraging missionaries to connect in-country locally. Personally, our in-country connections, our local list, became more important or relevant or supportive than our home country, our distant list. Although, they could not provide the same level of prayer and financial support. So we needed our distant and local connections and appreciated both. Once we evaluate and organize and reflect on our lists, it's time to find out what is missing in our connections. Let's say we just lost touch with people or there was a conflict in our host or home culture. What are we going to do about it? We need air, we need connection. This brings us to implementation. What is our plan for finding connections and sustaining connections? Whether we are trying to find the connections we need before we go to the mission field or while on the mission field, it's going to require effort and vulnerability. 
Brene Brown says, sometimes our first and greatest dare is asking for support. You're a missionary. You are already pretty daring. However, you probably also like to do things on your own in your own strength. My husband and I wanted to work a multi-level marketing business for five years in the States, become successful, and be fully self-funded on the mission field, so we didn't need to depend on anyone else. Not only did we get in a great deal of debt from our business venture, God never designed us to be self-sufficient. It does not mean we can't generate income from a business. My husband worked in education on the mission field after three years. But we need connection, not just physical, but emotional and spiritual support. We have to ask people to support us in prayer and financially. We have to ask people or someone to hold us accountable. We have to ask people to spend time with us in order to build relationships. We have to ask people to mentor us spiritually and professionally. We need to ask people to counsel us when we need it. We need to ask people to be part of our support system. When we are asking, we have to be clear about what we expect and desire out of the relationship. Our expectations have to be realistic. And if those change over time, we also need to evaluate, change or adapt, and re-clarify. The people in our support system need to agree to the expectations. Also, people will go through different stages of life and life events that will affect their ability to be part of our support system. So we have to expect that our support system will change over time. It's hard work to find connections. It's hard work to sustain connections. Lots of pastors and even sending organizations do not operate on this level of support, physical, emotional, and spiritual. Really, anyone in ministry should have a support system they can trust and rely upon. Now, we talked about the ways to develop and deepen our connections in Missionary Podcast 47 on loneliness. I'll briefly recap. Schedule quality time. Be present, which involves focus, active listening, ask meaningful questions, and purposeful disclosure, and care. Sustaining our connections in our support system, so in our home and host country, are similar to developing and deepening our connections. However, we are asking for and creating a support system to survive as an individual and as a ministry. We need to do our best to stay in touch. Find a method that works for both parties. What do you prefer? What do they prefer? Social media, phone, email, text, in person? Will this include a newsletter, monthly email, in-person visit? We also need to be open and honest. Know how the person is supporting you and then share accordingly. So let your prayer supporters know your prayer requests. Let your financial supporters know your accomplishments and your needs. Let your accountability partner know what you are struggling with. Let your spiritual mentor know what you are wrestling with. Let someone know when you need counseling and ask for help to set that up. We need to also show appreciation. People all feel appreciated different ways, and our supporters are no different. How do you feel appreciated? Verbal or written words, affirmation, spending time together, being heard, gifts. How do the people in your support system feel appreciated? We may not be able to write notes or give gifts every time, but make an effort to let people know how much you appreciate not only being part of your support system, but appreciate them as an individual 
What do they bring to the table? Also, give and receive help. A support system goes two ways. One thing I did not realize about being a minister, but even being a missionary, is how often people sought support from us, practical, emotional, or spiritual. Most ministers and missionaries are humbled by the call and think of themselves as the same as everyone else, believing that both the diver or missionary and the tender support are trained and equipped equally. Yes, we are creating a support system for our own personal health and ministry health. However, we are also ministering to our support system. They will have prayer requests, financial, emotional, and spiritual needs. We were created to connect. To survive the deep waters of the mission field, we will need to be surrounded by support, prayer, financial, physical, emotional, and spiritual. We may also need professional support. Evaluate, organize, and reflect on your relationships so that you can implement a plan to stay connected. Thank you for listening today, and remember, trust God and answer the call. Thank you for listening to Answer the Call Missionary with Marcy Fenn. If you have questions or topic ideas, please leave a comment or send a voice message. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, please subscribe and share or give at worldoutreach.org backslash 349. For more information on Answer the Call Ministries, please visit the website at www.atcministries.org.